By now, you know very well the drill. Advent means preparation. Preparation for family, guests, baking, shopping, presents, Christmas, travel, cards, just to name a few. Advent means that we are on the clock for Christmas. And yet, spiritually speaking, Advent means so much more than just blitzing a holiday checklist. The biggest focus of Advent is preparing for the second Advent of our Lord and King Jesus. On the day He comes back with all His glory. In fact, we might liken preparing for the season of Advent and Christ's return to the two-minute drill in professional football. From the earliest days, because fans and head coaches could not see how much time was left on the official game clock, because the referee had it right there, the NFL instituted the two-minute warning. The referee would blow the whistle, stop the game where it was at, and let both teams know exactly how much time was left on the clock in each respective half. And it continues to this day. Teams like Lions and Bengals and Bears, oh my... Spend time practicing and preparing for their two-minute drill. The hurry-up offense, no huddle. Everyone hustle back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe we spike the ball to stop the clock, giving us time maybe for that Hail Mary or the last-second field goal attempt to tie or win the game. It's the two-minute warning. Paul, as he's writing to the church in Thessalonica, is reminding Christians then and now that we are on the clock for Christ. And so he gives essentially what we might call a two-minute drill. And in this two-minute drill, Paul lays out four preparations for the church. So that we are ready when the clock hits zero and Jesus comes back. Let's start with preparation number one. For this we'll go to verse one, read moments ago. Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ... Grace to you and peace. What's preparation number one in our two-minute drill for Christ? We start by resting in God's grace and peace. Yes, world history is coming to an end. Yes, Jesus Christ is coming back visibly to judge the living and the dead. Yes, every single person of every age is going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. 
And yet Paul reminds us that we don't have to panic. We don't have to live our days in anxiety, fear, or dread, or have a nervous breakdown. Because by our faith in Jesus Christ, now and on that last day, we rest in God's grace and peace. Later, in chapter 5, Paul says, God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that we, whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. And it's from this resting in His grace that the three other preparations flow. Let's look at how Paul continues in verse 6, 7, and 8. Paul tells the Thessalonians, You became imitators of us and of the Lord. In spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the Word with the joy of the Holy Spirit so that you became a model, an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The word of the Lord rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has become known everywhere. In the Thessalonian church, we see that the second preparation in our two-minute drill is witnessing to others. The Thessalonians didn't waste their time. They made use of the moment and the opportunity knowing that world history is coming to an end. And Paul even says that when the word of the Lord, the gospel of Jesus Christ, came into their lives, it then rang out from them to others. The word there in Greek, rang out, is exeketo. It's where we get our English word echo from. Hello, 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 hello. The gospel comes into one's heart and life, but it doesn't stay there. It can't help but then begin to echo and reverberate out to those around us. And that's a critical part of the two-minute drill. As we think about those in our own families and extended families and circles who need Jesus for Christmas, how can we take the word that has come to us and echo the good news of Jesus to them? We witness to others because the gospel has divine power to change their life, whatever condition it may be in, just as it continues to change ours. How else do we prepare for Christ's 
second advent. Paul continues now in verse 9. They, the Macedonian believers and Achaia believers, tell how you, the Thessalonians, turn, from, turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Preparation number three, we turn from idols. Why was this so important contextually for the Christians in Thessalonica? Look at this biblical map of Greece. You'll notice Thessalonica near the middle point of the map with Berea just a little bit below that. Underneath Berea, there is a pink triangle that I inserted into that map. That is Mount Olympus. The Greeks believed that Mount Olympus was the home for all the Greek gods. So if someone was going to plant a crop, they might pray to the sun god, the rain god, the harvest god. If someone was going on a journey, they might pray to the Greek god of safety and protection. This home of the Greek gods was only 50 miles from Thessalonica. You can imagine the strong influence there. But Paul notes when the good news of Jesus Christ came to those hearers, they saw that all these Greek idols were useless and empty. And they turned from those idols to serve the living and true God, Jesus Christ. Advent for us is also a time, a season of repentance, of turning from the idols and the sin in our own lives and homes. It's said that a woman from a third world country got to spend a year in the United States and then she went back to her native land. When she returned, several of her native tribes asked her, do Americans worship idols? And she said, yes, they worship three idols. In the winter, they worship a big man in a red suit. In the spring, she said they reverence a rabbit. And in the fall, they sacrifice turkeys. We have a lot more than just three idols in our land and in our lives. Be it a Lexus, a lover, our labor, or our leisure, Advent is the time for us to turn from the idols in our lives to serve the living and true God just as our brothers and sisters in Thessalonica did before us. There's still one more preparation in our two-minute drill for the return of Jesus Christ. Paul closes out this first section of chapter 1 with these words in verse 10. He says, We wait for God's Son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivered us from the wrath to come. Preparation number four. We wait 
for Christ. When our team is in the two-minute drill in football, if our team is winning, we can't wait for that clock to hit zero. If our team is trying to come back, we wish the game clock would freeze. But we really don't know for certain who is going to come out with the dub that game. But not so for us. We already know the score. The game. And there's no doubt about it. Because Jesus Christ has come and died and risen again. And so our waiting might be likened to a young child on December 20th. Five agonizing days from Christmas morning. When perhaps the presents are already out around the tree and many young children have already made the rounds. Which ones have my name on it? And maybe they take it and shake it and weigh it and try to figure what's in the one for me. And even though they have to wait five more days, they still have the hope and the faith that the wonder of those presents is going to be worth the wait. As followers of Jesus Christ, whether Jesus Christ comes back 200 years from now or today or tomorrow, we know that some really amazing gifts await us in eternity. And so just like those young children five days from Christmas, we too wait in faith and we wait for Christ and hope, knowing that when that day comes, and we see all those gifts for eternity with our own eyes, it will be so worth the waits. Far better than we could have even imagined. Amen. Here are some questions to reflect on for a minute. Of resting in God's grace and peace, witnessing to others, or also turning from idols, waiting for Christ, which one of those Advent preparations in our two-minute drill comes easier to you? What about more challenging and why? And then secondly, how will the seemingly long wait for Christ's return be so worth it? Take a moment, if you're with someone, have some conversation, and then we'll send you to get outside with a blessing.